Hello, and thank you for being here. Welcome back to Life with Kensley. Um, I am recording on a new microphone, so bear with me if this sounds a little different. Um, my past episodes have been pretty uh, chill because I've just talked right into my phone, so this is just going to take some time of me figuring out this microphone, so bear with me. But aside from all of that, I hope that everyone's doing amazing and well and feels just wherever you are, cozy and happy and grateful. I had COVID last week and it fucking sucked, but I don't really need to go into much detail about that because I think everybody knows that COVID absolutely sucks. Um, But enough of that. So today's podcast episode is going to be about birth story part two. This will be my son's birth story. My son is 17 months. His name is Jace. He is an extraordinary little boy and I'm so grateful to have had a birth experience like his. Um, His is a little different than Brinley's and I say that just because it wasn't planned per se, but I was definitely in a place in my life to be way more welcomed and excited for the experience itself, meaning I wasn't long distance with my significant other anymore. You know, I would had already gone through this. Um, I was in just a much better mindset and I when I found out I was pregnant, there wasn't really this like scared, anxiety ridden panic like my first go around. This time it was very much so excited, flooded with happy tears, holding my daughter while doing it. So it was just a very like huge experience with Brinley and then also with Jackson too once we found, once I told him. Um, it was actually just a little bit past Christmas. And I wrapped up the pregnancy test, put it in a box, wrapped it, gave it to him and said it was a late Christmas present, forgot to give it to him. And voila, I was uh, pregnant and he was excited and things were great. Brindley was only 10 months at the time, so still very much of a baby. Um, Two under two is no joke. I joke but not really joke to my friends to never do it. Um, But, you know, to each their own. I think it's something that can be done. Um, But for me, it was very, very challenging. Now I'm in a much better place mentally. Um, I'm taking care of myself a lot better. (laughs) But it was very fucking hard and... I just wasn't prepared for that. I don't think anyone's prepared for two kids, but definitely not two under two. Because babies, babies are harder to take care of. I have, you know, almost a three-year-old now, and she's pretty chill. She's not that hard to take care of. I shouldn't say not that hard. She's got a lot more of an independence. She is just an independent child as it is. Like, she always has been, but... um my experience of having two under two, I was breastfeeding full time with my son and trying to breastfeed, you know, if you do have a baby and you've breastfed, um, you'll know that it is a very time consuming job, not job, but duty, responsibility. And, um, in the beginning stages, it's kind of challenging to get 
the rope the ropes of things um like your latch and how often they want to feed which if it was anything like jace jace wanted to be on all the time and i wanted to give him that so it was you know a beautiful experience for for us um but that while trying to take care of a baby kind of who's turning into a toddler super challenging um and it also just goes with my personality type was i think it was really hard for my personality type because i am a definite like like to clean my house when i want to clean my house i like to be able to go to the store when i want to go to the store like my patience i thought was pretty cool and chill and then i had two under two and i very much i realized that i'm a control freak and um i don't have the most patience but now that my kids are older and i've been able to process a lot and have been able to work through all of those hormonal crazy changes and i'm not breastfeeding anymore and my kids are older so they do a lot more independent free play life is so much better now (laughs) but in the beginning very hard so i joke i wouldn't recommend it but maybe if you know your personality type maybe if you weren't 22 23 years old um i was still just very young but it is what it is (laughs) right so i'm just thankful that i have two kids first of all i want to say that i don't want this to sound like i'm some ungrateful bitch i'm so very happy that i have my two kids and they're healthy um and i just you know i know that birth is such a beautiful unique experience to each person i've already recorded a podcast episode about brinley's birth story so i've kind of prefaced it with this already of like that each birth story is so unique and with Brinley's birth like I didn't want to hear the horror stories of labor because I was like I just want to go into this you know feeling empowered and I did and each labor though does hold um some scary things that can happen and I again I don't want to tell this story thinking like if you haven't had a kid that this is how all birth is because it's not again it's all very unique my experience is my own and if you desire to have an, a birth experience someday, I hope to God that it is the most beautiful experience and it's and it's yours and it's everything that you want it to be and more. And mine with Jace was definitely like that. It was everything I could have imagined. It was everything I envisioned it to be, um, minus a few things. But since I'm here 17 months later... I've been able to process and work through those not so pretty moments and I just you know if you're pregnant listening to this or if you've had a baby and you've had maybe some traumatic things that happened during your labor um, just like really be patient with yourself listening and be patient with yourself to to your experience to your own experience and um you know take the time that you need to process all of the things that comes up with your birth maybe you haven't processed it yet because you haven't had it yet or you've had the baby and just haven't even thought about it i definitely think that a woman's birth needs to be processed and felt through the body because it is such a sacred thing that happens to a woman's body and 
it is a very unique and intimate experience with your body and with your baby and you can process it you know right off the bat but for me I I take so long to process things um I really do take a lot of time because I just I think about every detail of things um my mind works very uniquely in that way so 17 months later it's been it's been a journey to get here and to know that everything happened exactly how it was meant to happen and with good comes bad and all of the things but I just want to say all that because again it's such a unique experience and it's so exciting at the same time it can there were moments that weren't so exciting but I don't want to you know make those weigh one another out like just bear with me as I go through this very honest experience of giving birth and afterwards so um I found out I was pregnant with Brindley or pregnant with Jace I'm sorry when she was 10 months and they say I say they um there are books out there books that I haven't discovered I didn't discover before this um but there are books out there that suggest that you wait to have a kid you know two to three years apart from one another um just because the woman's body takes time to um regenerate and to work itself back up to a healthy point to give birth again these are just i'm i don't remember the title of the book that i'm thinking about but this is factual information that i read and (laughs) um it was just this person's suggestion and coming from a scientific point of view of it your body needs a year pretty much um after baby or after breastfeeding until they recommend to have another baby just so there's minimal um complications and time for your mental physical state to regenerate and be ready to go again well so i was 10 months postpartum um like eight months postpartum of breastfeeding so really wasn't enough a lot of time for my body and since brinley's birth was a c-section and it was preterm she was born at 34 weeks um me getting pregnant with jace again would mean any any kid that i have after jace or brinley will be high risk because my first was high risk and everyone after that is deemed high risk even if jace was born full term with no complications it still would have been marked as high risk um just because that's how it works when you have a preterm a premature baby and so this was you know challenging to wrap my head around of like oh shit here you go again things could be a little scary or tricky not really knowing but i went to the doctor and they were like okay it's fine like this happens all the time but let's be let's walk through your precautions um things that we need to be aware of things that we need to look out for so we did that and they measured my cervix and my cervix actually measures shorter than a quote-unquote normal cervix um And this means that 
it's just easier kind of for my body to give birth in a way. Um, but it makes it a little more scary because the chances of me having a preterm baby are a lot higher because of the shortened distance of my cervix. Um, so they measured it. They're like, you know, it's shorter cervix. We need to be aware of this. Um, we might have to close the cervix depending on as the pregnancy progresses, like if the baby is making the cervix even shorter as time goes on, then we're going to need to sew it all together and I'll have a C-section. Obviously, I didn't want that to happen. Closing my cervix, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. And thankfully, it didn't have to happen, but it it does happen to women and I I can't imagine what that process would have been like, but um, I was having cervical checks, which they stick like a probe up your cervix and measure it, um, I think every... I can't remember if it was every week until like week 24 or something. I'm totally going to probably get those numbers wrong. But it was something like that where they had to measure until it was far enough along to notice that the cervix wasn't getting any shorter. And I progressed through that while getting injections in my butt um, of progesterone. Um, every week I would have to go to the doctor's office, get a needle in my butt and leave. And this was like just at the beginning of COVID. So it was a little sketchy having to go to a doctor's office every single week, being pregnant in the middle of a pandemic, kind of sketch, but nonetheless, we prevailed and, um, got those injections every week. And the progesterone was to in simplest terms, keep baby in, keep baby from coming um, prematurely, and it did. It kept Jace from coming up until up until um, thirty one weeks. Thirty one weeks, I went into preterm labor. Um, I was feeling some contractions and went to my doctor's office she measured and she was like oh yeah you're already one and a half two centimeters dilated um and that was very scary because i went into preterm labor with brinley at 34 and this was 31 so that was even more frightening and i already kind of had this fear of going with the NICU baby again like i didn't want that to happen obviously i felt like my body this is probably an experience that I've had to rebuild uh, this trust with my body again and I had to really process these emotions because I felt like my body was not doing what it was meant to be doing. Um, Like I felt like I was doing everything in my power to take care of my body, like going to the doctor weekly, getting the injections, having to have gone through cervical checks and all these things. Um, I felt like I was doing my job and then at 31 weeks found out that I was dilating and my body was going into labor again I was like fuck this like I was pissed I was upset and it was uh, that was a pretty dark time I would say um because I didn't know how to feel about it and I wasn't going to therapy at the time I really wasn't processing these emotions it was just kind of like 
face it was what I was faced with and then really didn't take the time to think or process about it because in the moment I was just so scared and I didn't want to give birth to this baby at 31 weeks so I did everything I could until I went into full labor at 35 weeks so I was at 31 weeks preterm labor they checked they were like okay you probably just need to go on very you know light bed rest don't do a lot of activity if you notice any contractions coming come right in so ultimately I went to 35 which is amazing and god bless it like I'm so happy that I could go that far but those three weeks 31 to 35 weeks so four weeks three weeks four weeks eh, math um that was a really hard time for me um being on bed rest not taking care of Brinley she was with my mom pretty much all the time um I literally just laid in bed and watched Netflix for three weeks and it was really depressing because I that's not my personality I'm not the type of person that wants to just veg out and watch Netflix very much a person that likes to go and be active and do a lot and be productive um but obviously this was way more important than any of my own selfish desires of wanting to be productive like I had to honor my body and do what it needed um but at that time I just like didn't know how to feel about it um obviously I've done a lot of work on myself continue to do work on myself since then and have been able to process it but in that time looking back it was really hard for me and I continued to do the bed rest and kind of vegged out and I actually had like sticky notes on my bathroom to like give myself permission to not do anything um and it was a really healing thing for me to also experience and humbling because having to really listen to your body like that and really put down things that dishonor your body in any way like I at this time was working with um mon eight and was had just reached like the top three percent of the company um my team had been as big as it has had ever been um my customers my sales were as high as they'd ever been so i was really at like the peak of my career and then i got put on bed rest and i would try to show up to calls for my team or try to message customers and my body like i would instantly go into a state of my contractions would come like i would get super um my heart rate would increase um the baby like i could feel jace like it was crazy i don't even know how to explain it other than i continued on for a little bit of thinking like oh it's not that big of a deal um until i was like noticing that okay these are contractions that are happening i have to stop so i put like a complete halt on my work life and that was also hard for me because that was like the it was the thing that i felt really accomplished for and i had worked really hard to achieve and then when i had to go on bed rest and really just like not do anything but 
take care of baby and body, it was hard because I had never really done that before. And like I said, I'm kind of a go-getter type of girl. And to be able to have to stop like that, it was just like I felt weird doing it. And that's why I had to do the post-it notes of like giving my myself permission to relax and to take care of myself and that this is what my body needed and it's not a forever thing. And I really had to work on my mindset during that time. And what helped me um, kind of stay in this place of taking care of baby and body was reading. Um, at that time, I was reading Ina May's Natural Guide to Childbirth. If you're pregnant or wanting to be pregnant or desire to have a kid someday, I would definitely recommend reading her book if you are thinking about wanting to have a natural labor um, or if you are just more of like a holistic person, I would definitely recommend reading her book. Um, she does have hospital births. She does have home births. She has midwifery births, um, like breached baby births. Like she just crosses so many different birth territories I guess you could say um and they're all like personal stories of women and it's just so beautiful and unique to hear each it's also a very empowering book to read about births um and I read that and it was really it it kept my mind in a really positive place um I also was reading like God stories like I had a book called God stories where it was like actual testimonies of people that god did this miraculous thing in their life um i read that to keep my spirits high elevated i was also reading untamed by glennon doyle love that book so much i love glennon doyle i cannot recommend that book enough um just really kept me standing in my in my power in my glory as a woman um so it was also very super empowering to read and what else did I read? I'm just going off the top of my head, so I can't really quite remember, but I tried my best to really stay in a positive place, and I really took the time since I was on bed rest. I didn't do anything but just sit there and some think sometimes, but I really started to picture what I wanted my birth experience to be like, because I was... I was like, I'll be damned if I'm robbed of this experience. Like, I'm going into this knowing that I am in control as much as I can be. Um, and I'm going to have this baby, you know, the way that I want to. And every woman should feel like that. Um, when there is negativity wrapped around childbirth and fear placed into what the birth experience is, it's so valid it's so real things happen but every birth story is its own and you your mind is so powerful and you deserve to create whatever you want it to be in your mind it may not be exactly that thing which you know you can't go into it with these expectations but you can just visualize you know what you want it to be like and i did that and I visualized everything from the music that I wanted playing. Like, I touched on all five senses. 
Um, so I wanted this certain music to be playing. I created a playlist. I wanted to be smelling lavender oil because that's just what relaxes me and makes me feel calm. So I had a diffuser going and I envisioned that. Um, I wanted my own clothes. So I brought my own clothes with me that were comfortable. I brought my own robe. Um, I brought my own like blankets so that I just felt like I was at home. And um, I had Jackson there with me and I had him like saying affirmations over me. And I'll go into detail about that because I think that is so special and I'm talking directly to someone if you're pregnant or again desire to have a baby someday, your partner if you want him or her to be present. Um, that is such a responsibility and they better fucking know it. <laughs> and Jackson knew that and knew how much of an honor and responsibility this was and how special this experience was going to be for me considering that I knew I wanted it to be um, a vaginal birth with Brindley had a c-section so this was going to be a VBAC and everything up to this point had shown that I would be able to do that like he wasn't breached so Jackson knew going into it that this was going to be a total different experience and one that was going to take a lot more effort from his part. C-section was kind of, you know, self-explanatory. He was just at my head telling me everything's going to be okay, which was such a responsibility in its of itself. Um, but this time, knowing, like, I was actually going to be in a different sort of labor, different experience, different um, atmosphere, environment, it was going to be an even bigger thing for us. So we had that conversation going forward and did a lot of prep for that. And um, I got this really, I think, from Built to Birth by Bridget Taylor, I think her name is. Um, she's on YouTube. Love all of her content about birth. She is like, doesn't sway you in from doing natural versus C-section versus vaginal, like, she just lays it all out there like it is. Um, pretty sure she's a doula. So she also just has back extensive background in a woman's body and what it's meant to do during labor. Um, so I also watched a lot of her content while I was on bed rest too to really empower me. And so, you know, I'm trying to make the environment for what it is and trying to visualize everything that's going on. And I did and... It honestly, when it came down to the birth experience itself, I felt like it was everything I had dreamed it to be and more. So I, I definitely think there's an importance in doing that. And um, there's also like things you can do. Like I made a visual um, birth guide, uh, birth preferences, birth plan. That's also what it's called. Um, I made it visual this time instead of like wor super wordy um, and I actually came across it today when I was cleaning out some stuff and it's so much easier to look at versus a birth plan that's written with words. Uh, we had this taped on our door. I gave it to my nurses. I had it, you know, kind of put out, put out around the room and I don't really know, like everything that I had on there pretty much had 
worked out fine um and it just made me feel more confident going into it of like this is kind of what I want and I had communicated it with the people that I was in the birthing room with and um just felt another step of confidence and empowerment going into this birthing process because that's really what you need to feel is confident and empowered and anything but that just doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the baby um so the birth layer the prep or no that's like kind of all the prep but the labor part so at 35 weeks um I was in the shower one morning and I felt contractions coming in from my back and I was like yep this is probably gonna be the day um because they I couldn't do anything to really stop it I tried to after the shower tried to go lay down do the whole you know lay on my side um things that would stop my contractions normally um and nothing was stopping it so I called my OB and I said you know this is what's going on went and checked with her um she said that I was like three four centimeters and it could be baby day could not go out doing your day whatever you want to do go to the hospital if anything changes well I just knew that it was going to happen that day like I knew I'd done pretty much everything up until the point to keep baby in um but hearing that it was three four centimeters I was like yeah it's probably going to happen today and I'm at 35 weeks so I felt really confident um even though Bryn was born at 34 35 weeks the baby is for the most part um developed and I knew it was like more than what Brinley was so I just felt confident that I was going to be okay and Nikki was going to be there present for it anyway I knew that um but I kind of just surrendered and was like you know it's happening and this is what it's going to do and we're going to go after it so I went and got a pedicure with my sister I was like I've been in bed rest long enough fuck it let's go have a pedicure um I went to a store and went shopping um and I was super emotional in that store one because I was kind of in pain from the contractions but two it was like oh this is it like I know that he's gonna come and this is probably gonna be my last time going to a store for a while like it was just very surreal um and then I went to my mom's house and Brinley was there and I got to play with her and lay on the couch and kind of see what my body was doing and it was such a wholesome moment my grandma was there too which was super cool um and my sister and my mom so it was just like four generations of women all together um a super wholesome and surreal moment and I called Jackson kind of told him what was going on we had bags packed already um considering that I had gone to the hospital twice before this for pre-germ labor so we were extra ready this time um and he came and picked me up we went to the hospital um you know it pain wise it was it was painful but like I, I have a higher pain tolerance so it was manageable um I got to the hospital got checked in all was good things were progressing um pretty quickly so I showed up to the hospital at like I don't know maybe five ish maybe four 
four ish, five ish, I don't know. And then Jace was born at nine thirty ish. So I was in labor for five ish hours, um, like active, close contraction labor for five hours. And um, I did an unmedicated birth. Um, this was just something that had been laid on my heart really strongly when I was pregnant again. Um, but I had been through labor already with Brinley unmedicated. So in my head, it was kind of like I've already done this before. I didn't have push her out unmedicated, obviously, because I had a C-section with her. But everything to get my cervix dilated to 10 centimeters um, with Brinley was unmedicated. So I knew that I would be able to do that again with Jace and I just kept like thinking about that and kept telling myself like I'll be able to do it and I did and it worked out amazingly well. I um, really took a lot of comfort in you know, like the lavender oil, having my own clothes, being able to walk around, um, having Jackson there with me. I mean, we danced in between contractions. We, he gave me a lot of back rubs during contractions. Um, anything that just like kept me comfortable, we did. And I'm grateful to have that experience because it was so beautiful and so another wholesome moment. Like, just such a comforting thing to have done that with my partner and it really strengthened um the experience to do it with him like he the affirmations that he spoke over me were things that I kind of we talked about together prior um and he had them written down so if he ever needed to you know have to take a look at them he did and he would just continue to say those things over me I wonder if that paper is somewhere. I can't even really remember. Um, Oh, I can remember actually. If I would start to say something like, oh my God, this is fucking painful. Like I can't do this. He would say, it's not painful. It's sensational. Um, And I swear to God, it worked. I don't know if it's, I, you know, your mind has so much power. You, whatever you tell your mind, you can make it believe um and he spoke that over me and it just it worked I just like kept letting it register with me and I think if I wouldn't if we hadn't talked about the affirmations prior to the birth experience then it would have been really fucking weird for him to be like it's not painful it's sensational but we went into it knowing that these things were gonna be said so you know it didn't seem as weird in the moment but birth is supposed to be sensational. It's guess it's going to be painful. Um, and it doesn't have to be painful if you don't want it to be. They have incredible painkillers now. I don't, I can't speak personal experience because I've never had taken an epidural or anything like that. But, um, you know, you can give birth painless if you want to. 100%. That's up to you. Um but for me, I just knew I didn't really think I'd, I didn't want to do that because I had already went through it before. And maybe if I hadn't been through that before, it would have been different. But um, for me, I was like, pain is pain. Let's get it done and over with. Um, I know that my labor will probably happen faster if I just skip pain meds altogether. Um, 
I don't know if that's real or if that's just a myth in my own head, but that's kind of what I told myself. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be fine. We're going to do this non-medicated. And we did. So my water broke after like five-ish, four hours. Um, and the baby was like coming. Like I remember the nurse being in there and she was like, okay, let's just wait here. Um, the doctor's on its way like he had gone out to dinner or something so I had to wait for him to come which honestly if a nurse ever says that to you tell her to go fuck off because that should have never been said to me um because that put me in a panic that was like okay well what happens if he does not hear like it it did not feel good to hear that but I don't think she knew any harm by it she just kind of said it for what it is and there were many things said during this experience that I wish were have never to have been said. But again, I've processed and forgiven and did what I had to do to deal with those people saying those things. Um, but the doctor finally came and I pushed for, I don't even know. 30 minutes probably not even that much I can't even remember how long I pushed but um painful yes um but I don't know it's funny to think about this now it wasn't funny in the moment but um I when you give birth you should be able to make noise you should be able to be like ah while you're pushing the baby out and my nurse told me to not do that um I don't know why she told me to do that I don't know if the baby's heart rate was dropping um since having birth I talked about this with my cousin who's a labor and delivery nurse and she said that that could have been something that happened um that his heart rate was dropping and she didn't want to say anything so she just said like don't make noise because that could put even more stress on the baby or something I don't know um, but you should be able to make noise when you give birth because it just moves everything out of your body. Like same as if you're doing like a deadlift or a pull up and you need to like let out energy to make it move through your body. Same way when you're pushing a baby out, you should be able to make noise. It just relaxes everything. But I held everything in tight together and I it, because I didn't want to say anything because she told me not to. And I knew instantly doing that, um, my body was going to be contracted and things were going to happen. And things did happen. I tore slight, ever so slightly, um, but things just didn't really feel natural after that. And it is what it is, though. She did what she had to do. I did what I had to do. And baby came out and I tore a little bit, um, which that was probably, you know, the most painful part which is kind of crazy um considering labor is your cervix dilating um but yeah tearing was the most painful part because I again didn't have any pain medications um he the doctor numbed the spot where it tore um once Jace was out but none of that numbing medication was working for him to sew it up so it was like him giving stitches to me at after I'd just given birth to a baby feeling all of that without anything numbing it so painful 
horrible experience and i'm like shaking while i'm saying this because um it was traumatized that was probably the most traumatizing part um because i had asked him to stop and he wouldn't stop um and if you've listened to my previous podcast episodes um i have had sexual um abuse harassment done to me before so that triggered a lot of me trying to communicate with him to stop i can feel everything like you're hurting me um and him not listening and him not honoring that that triggered so much for me like my body was in full panic i was shaking uncontrollably i didn't want to hold my baby during that time and it was really really hard for me um because i didn't want that experience but it it is what it is he he wasn't listening he wasn't honoring and if this has happened to you um i would tell you to call the hospital's board um call the hospital's human resources wherever you gave birth and report the doctor um i did that and i can confidently say that that doctor has been taken care of and no longer is in service to where that hospital is don't know if it was because of me um but i just know that he's not there anymore so you know i had to do what i had to do but i knew after giving birth to jace like that um it was like a month later i went to my checkup and i told my doctor my ob what had happened and she just said i'm so sorry like that should have never happened there this the tear was nothing that he could have just like given you a moment to collect yourself um and for you to calm down and relax in order for you to take the step next for him to do that and i hadn't like like i didn't want to hold my baby like it was such a an icky situation and it exploded in a way and manifested in a really ugly way and um it shouldn't have been like that he should he could have stopped and he could have let me hold jace and relax and take a breath um and try to help calm me down instead of ignoring me um telling me like he has to hurry up because he doesn't want you to bleed out like it was just absurd the things he was saying because none of that was factual um but that happened and um after that doctor appointment i had with my ob and talked to her about that she gave me the number that i needed to call and i took care of it in a way that um needed to be done and i just knew that thank god i had i had dealt with my sexual abuse shit before i had jace um you know, I had been able to process the things that had happened to me and I had been able to articulate in that moment that I really wasn't feeling safe and it was because of X, Y, and Z. Um, like I had already had the tools in me to process it for the most part. Like it was still hard, but I could deal with it and move past it. And I was just thinking though about the woman that maybe hadn't dealt with their trauma of that sort and was in a really traumatic situation like that. And that was all like sparked up and ignited and put her into even a huge, bigger panic. Like I could totally 
assume that that could happen to somebody and I wanted that story and my own to be given to somebody um, so that they could deal with it in a way that was necessary so that it wouldn't happen again Um, because if he wouldn't have just been like hey it's gonna be okay you're safe Um, I see that you're really upset right now and your you know your body's shaking I'm sorry let's just take a moment let me just like put the syringe here or like put gauze on it and like give your give your body a little more time to let the numbing medication sink in like there could have just been so many steps taken of slowing down pausing taking a breath acknowledging the situation of what was happening but instead I really just felt like he was trying to get out of there as fast as possible and that was really hard for me because it's like fuck you dude this is a huge ass deal and you're just trying to like get in and get out which granted there could have been other babies being born I don't know but that's not my problem to even have to like think about my my experience is here with this doctor, with this baby. You should be acting as if I am your only patient and will be your only patient until I feel safe and secure. But that's just my personal opinion on that. Um, you know, having babies in medical field, healthcare systems, I think for me, it's going to be the only option because I am high risk. Um, and I just feel secure knowing that I'm in a hospital. But there's a lot of really upsetting things with hospitals. And that same issue of feeling like the doctor was just there for a fucking paycheck instead of actually being there for the patient itself. Two patients, me and the baby. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And thankfully, Jace was so healthy in the end. The NICU was there and they didn't even have to take him or anything. So... It was such a beautiful, raw experience of me actually being able to breastfeed my son right away. He wasn't whisked away and taken to NICU. Like, I never left his side the whole time I was at the hospital. I was with him every step of the way. And that is exactly what I manifested, desired, and wanted, and envisioned for me. And I got it. And I will not have that shitty situation overpower what came which was my beautiful son and our beautiful birth and experience together and the bonding we had and the most beautiful everything. Um, I will not let that shitty situation overpower it. And I will not come to people and tell people that situation when they ask about birth, if they ever do. Um, That won't be the main story. The main story will be, I'm a badass of a woman. I felt so empowered and confident. Jackson was my savior. He did everything and helped me all the way through. The bond we created in that moment will outweigh everything. I got to leave with my baby. I didn't have to go in the NICU. I got to breastfeed him. I felt supported by the nurses. Um, I felt just like on cloud nine as soon as I had him um, in my arms in like the room that I didn't give birth in. I swear to God, I just felt like so much euphoria. I felt so much peace after I was out of that hectic, crazy birth room. Got into another room, got cleaned up, got to hold my baby, and everything was just so beautiful. And I just have goosebumps thinking about it because it's such a sacred moment after a woman has a baby. 
and I pray that anyone listening has that exact experience right there of just having a sacred moment and if it wasn't everything that you hoped it to be and it wasn't in your mind sacred have you know really just sit with that of like what it what upset you about it or what was triggering about it or what was traumatic about it and process it think about it and then you know give your peace to it and say it happened but i'm not going to let that shitty experience traumatic experience overpower the beautiful side of it because out of everything shitty there is a beautiful side on the other side of it like there is yin and yang there is contrast um everything has a place and everything has um a spot in life and all of these experiences happen for i don't know if they happen for a reason because that kind of sounds super cliche but i don't know in in my life i think that everything does happen for the way it's meant to and I just have to think of everything as big as that the with the good and the bad and I hope listening to this this has been insightful and hasn't scared you away of having kids or hasn't brought up to anything too trigger triggering or traumatizing from your birth um I hope that this has just been you listening with an open mind and an open heart and knowing that things happen and with everything there's good and birth is wild birth is so wild but it's so worth it and i love both my birth experiences for what they are and i love sharing about them so i hope this was enjoyable and thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening Um, and I hope everyone's doing well and stays super healthy. Bye guys.